at SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutine on Twitter. All right, so it was, I don't know, I welcomed the news when I heard that uh, MEC of Gauteng Education had shut down 20 bogus schools in Gauteng, specifically in Ivory Park. The, the news for me was very, very welcome. And uh, I was asking the question, well, when is he going to do the same for many, many others? And I am really glad that there is action taken. Uh, if you listen to the stories where parents are saying we are paying money um, and every single day our children have to be taking six rand for, for photocopies and so on. I really welcome the move. Steve Mabona is joining us uh, on the line, who is a Gauteng Education spokesperson. Good afternoon, and thank you for joining us, Steve. Good afternoon, Pamela, and to all our listeners. So, I mean, we, we've been watching uh, illegal schools sprout everywhere, and I, I'm interested in finding out what, why we started with Ivory Park. In fact, my concern is there are schools who are also exorbitant uh, in price and who are also illegal uh, in and around Gauteng. Is this the beginning of, of the raids? Well, this was an eye-opener, yep. you know, that the, you know, the situation is quite dire. Mm. We really must make sure that we intervene. Like, yes, the NEC has already confirmed that uh, our investigation or probe, rather, will then expand to other areas. But uh, schools that are operating illegal, when we become aware of, we will then take necessary action. I mean, last month, we, we closed one school in Campton Park, and um, the, the three months, or yeah, so we closed some in, in, in Pretoria. So we will continue with the process of closing those that are operating illegal. But this one, mm. we were made aware by some parents and the media to say, learners are taught there, but you, when you look at their curriculum, check on their performance, it looks like there's nothing that is happening. Then we had to send our officials to try and, and, and understand on what is really happening in the schools. And we find that these schools are really not schools. Uh, you cannot even you know, begin to say these are schools. Mm. So there are two pockets of these types of schools. As I said, you know, there are these type of schools where you hear parents and everybody say, well, something is amiss. You know, you don't get to see any progress from learners and so on. And then there are the other type, which, which look very glossy, where people go with tablets and so on. And still, those schools themselves are illegal. How, how should parents be on the lookout what are the signs because it's it's very difficult unless the school has been around for uh, you know for a very long time and there's a history it's tough sometimes to know whether some a school is registered or not or whether it's illegal or not especially when so, people come parents, up with glossy glossy stuff but parents can demand mm. to want to understand whether the school is registered or not because we we issue them a certificate mm-hmm. which will then say the school is allowed to operate and when we conduct the assessment, we look at so many things. We look at their finances. Will they manage to to be a, an independent school or a private school? Because some of the schools, they will come to you and say, uh, we are ready to be a school, only to find that they want to use you as a department to subsidize them. Mm. That's why they will even run to court to say they deserve to be subsidized, only to find that uh, there are other elements that they, they are not uh, conforming to. So you look at the curriculum, you also look at the, the teachers. I mean, if there are educators there that are not even qualified or not recognized by South African Council of Educators, you need to then to be, you know, cautious in taking your child there. The infrastructure should be, you know, in a way that you don't doubt anything because 
we are not saying all other schools must then be lax in terms of the infrastructure. They need to conform to norms and standards, which actually, you know, assist us to operate. So look at all those elements. I mean, the necessary certification. Other schools, they will want to operate without a, an occupational certificate, which is offered by uh, by the municipality. The municipality must make sure that all those elements are covered. You look at the safety and, you know, health, you know, of our children as well. Those are the elements that you need to look. So parents can demand uh, to, to see the documentation from the from the Department of, uh, of Education. If they don't have that, then possibly that school will be running illegal. See, how are we going to deal with learners who we know their parents may themselves be illegal immigrants in this country? But as, as, as a constitution, as a country, we, we have committed to educating children. How are we going to deal with those kids? Because many are saying we take this route because we don't have the necessary documentation that's required by the Department of Basic Education. Look, there's no excuse really for, for one not to go and make sure that they conform into the country's laws. Mm. I mean, you need to have documentation in the country, when you are in the country. Uh, you know that immigration uh, regulations or legislation, you know, compel people to have documents. So you can't say, I opt for, you know, a shortcut and take my child to where it's, uh, what my child will be exposed to and no progress in terms of their curriculum because they're not papers. But as a department, you will know that we will accommodate but then say there is proof probably from a parent to say, yes, I'm finalizing the documentation. I'm making sure that the, the child has the necessary documents. Then the child will be in a school, continue to, to be taught, but the parent has a, a, an obligation to make sure that the, that the necessary documents are you know, forwarded to the school uh, the, the child has documents. Because if you don't have documents, then it means you must then invite the Department of Home Affairs. They must then come and do their necessary work, uh, which we can't stand before, you know, that uh, for us is to provide education. But if necessary documents uh, people don't have, then, you know, we all need to conform to, to regulations. Okay, so having said that, Steve, that's in a perfect world. The truth of the matter is that many of those kids who were in these schools don't have the necessary documentations. Do we have a sense of how many of these kids will not be going back to school at all? Because I know that the MEC said that they, you know, he's spoken to other schools in the region to take in this, the kids that were in the 20 schools that you've shut down. Do we know of, of those kids how many will not be going to school? school because they don't have the necessary documentation? No, no one will not be going to school. All those learners that we are finalizing the audit of, mm-hmm. because we started with an audit to say, parents, bring your children, those that were at work, bring your children, let's account for all the children, mm-hmm. and then take them to necessary schools in the neighboring area. We have identified schools where we will then be taking these learners to. We've interacted with the principals of all the schools that are in the neighboring area will be accommodating them but that is not a justification to say then a parent must then not finalize the documentation because that is key that is that must happen if you don't have a document you must make sure that you you know you you comply and have that document but all those learners will then be accommodated and uh, we will put an emphasis to parents to say 
make sure that you have documents. But we need to put an emphasis again that it's not all learners that don't have documents that were found at that, at, at those schools. Sure. Some, it's parents who were not patient enough to wait for the schools or our schools to give them space. Because remember, if you come in January mm. and we, you know that we, we operate with the uh, online, mm. or you, you come in January, you want to transfer from a certain area, then you need to, you know, comply. The school will then probably say, we, we are still finding some space for you. Probably come back in the next week or uh, two weeks or so. But then some parents will then not be patient and, you know, take the, the, the children to, to such schools, and which we discourage and encourage them to work very closely with the schools. There's no way that a school will say we cannot take these learners. It's for us as a department to make sure that all our children are in the classroom. We rather make sure that we have an additional way of accommodating them mm-hmm. by introducing some of the mobile classes that will be as an interim measure mm-hmm. would have uh, accommodated those children. So it's for us as a department to make sure that learners are in the classroom. Steve, I'm going to ask you to just hang on for two seconds. There are one or two calls that want to ask you a question, if you don't mind. Let's take a quick break and we'll be back with your calls on 891 SAFM, leading the conversation. I'm in conversation with Steve Mabona, who is Gauteng Education Spokesperson, and this is on the back of 20 bogus schools being shut down by the MEC of Education in Gauteng, uh, Mr. Banyaza Lusufi, and uh, many more are being looked at into. Uh, there is an inv- investigation going on around those kind of schools. Let me ask you this, Mr. Mabona, to those people who had started these schools, what's going to happen to those people? We We are engaging with the law enforcement agencies to check on uh, whether there is no any uh, charges that they can face. Because if you operate illegal, it means then you will be um, extorting money from, from parents because we look at the curriculum. I mean, we don't even know what is it that was taught there. Um, we still have to assess and make sure that all those that were in grade uh, that they claim to be in whether they, they, they're supposed to be there or we need to take them back. So all those we're going to have to do. But we have uh, started with, the, with that process. We will be guided by the law enforcement agencies on how we're going to move forward because we know those owners, we know those principals, they are there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we said we're going to be working very closely with them because some parents were asking, now what's going to happen to our money? Mm-hmm. And we said, no, look, we will then have to engage with the uh, owners and the you know our officials are on the ground like as we speak we started that process um yesterday but then they will continue up until um uh, probably friday mm. to make sure that they conduct that audit but all the other developments will then be shared at the later stage on how moving forward Mr. Mabona, do you get a sense that these people, some of them, I don't think all, I think there'll always be criminal uh, activities when people are opportunistic and so on. Do you get a sense that these are people who tried and maybe, you know, there was a lot of red tape? Do you think there's there's good faith or these are just downright, you know, opportunistic individuals? No, those schools, like, honestly, mm-hmm. even if they came to, to apply, they were not going to be successful. Mm-hmm. The 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 rigorous process that we undertake would never allow us to 
take our children into such schools. Mm. Uh, there was no way that they would have been, uh, you know, uh, compliant. When we look at the infrastructure, you look at their educators. I mean, if we have educate, educators that are not uh, compliant to your uh, legislation, I'm talking about if you don't have a certificate from South mm. African Council of Educators, it means you can't stand anywhere near our children. You can't be in front of our children and say you're teaching. What is it that you're teaching? Because you're not even recognized. Mm. So all those elements uh, you look at, some, they you, you teach math, you teach Africans, but you fail the, 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 the same subject. So what is it that you're teaching? So there was no way that they would have succeeded in terms of their application. Mm. Uh, you know, basically from the infrastructure, infrastructure point of view, uh, because the infrastructure that we Put our children must be the same as the one that in the in the is in the public uh, ordinary schools because there's norms and standards that we follow, which we are we are, we are guided you know to, to 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 operate in. So there was no way that they would succeed those ones. Okay, let's take those calls that I did promise to take. Oh eight nine one one zero four two zero seven. Mike, you're calling us from Pretoria. Good afternoon. Samuel, how are you? I'm good. Thanks, Mike, for calling. Thanks. Thank you very much. I just wanted to ask Dr. Mavone a very quick question whether is homeschooling uh, legal in South Africa or not. And the reason why I'm asking about homeschooling is because the information that some of us have is that some of these schools emerged as a result of parents uh, teaching their kids at school, I mean at home, and then they decided that uh, because there were a few of them doing the same thing, they then, you know, some of them able to... Club together, yeah. Yeah, they club together, encourage former teachers who have retired, who are at home, uh, to teach their kids, and they are comfortable to pay. So I just wanted to find out from mm. Dr. Mavona, is that illegal? If people who are doing homeschooling decide to come together and say, you know, let's get professional teachers who are now retired, mm. um, is that uh, out of... Uh, the law or are they allowed to do it? Thanks for that, Mike. It's a common thing, isn't it, Mr. Mabona, that people do this. I mean, I've seen this often and I've seen it where people say, no, 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 we're under homeschooling, but they have a, a collection of children sort of be, being taught by somebody. No, homeschooling is allowed, yeah. but there are laws that uh, people need to conform to. But uh, the schools that we close, they, they're not even next to homeschooling. Um, the they are bogus. Let's put it that way. They are bogus because it's not even former teachers that you find there, like as he says. Yeah. It's not um, uh, people that are organized in the sense that you will say, yes, we maybe let's assist them with the process of, mm-hmm. you know, them conforming to the to the to the regulations. No, they are nowhere near that. So we can't even classify them as uh, homeschooling. It's, there, there are no schools. Yeah, non-existent, and that's why we decided to shut them down. Yeah, we're going to have to leave it there. If we really appreciate the time, uh, Steve Mabona, who is a Gauteng uh, education spokesperson, after they have closed down to 20 bogus schools. And uh, we'll keep an eye on the story. They're saying there are more investigations going on, and they are looking at other schools as well. So if you have any doubts that your children may be in a school that may not be legal, please do inform the education department. As they've said, they are going to definitely look into this very, very seriously. It's now 1.30. Let's look at the very latest in headlines with Uzi Lesaku.